Hello and welcome to the Cybersecurity Insider episode 28. I'm Igal Behar, your host. Today with me is Steve. You there? I'm here. Okay. And so yesterday I had a podcast about 27 about the um, what's going on and what uh, businesses should do uh, with this uh a war going on between Russia and Ukraine and how that will is a, will affect us or affecting us depending how you see it and how long this will take. Um, so I have here uh, Steve Maniani and together we're going to try to break it down a little bit, uh, maybe from a strategic point of view, but also look at other things that um, we need to think about. Steve? Yeah, happy to join you. Um, Thank you. Um, just uh, so everyone's aware, um, I have uh, 30 plus years with uh, a large financial institution in the United States. Uh, most of that time I was involved with the information global information security team. Uh, and I'm presently consulting uh, information security for another organization corporation, U.S. corporation on the East Coast. Uh, I have been exposed to um, every domain, every facet of information security in my experience, and I'm more than happy to talk with my good friend Yigel today with regard to uh, the heightened uh, need for awareness and action, um, especially in light of the fact that, you know, one of the biggest nation states in the world that uh, provokes individuals into the world, uh, the dark web world of uh, uh, of uh, hacking and now ransomware uh, will probably be hyper uh, motivated uh, based upon the uh, financial restrictions that are imposed upon that nation state and that one being Russia. Excellent. So this is actually, uh, you just opened the second the the topic that we now scrolling how this war can increase cyber threats and i know we we talked about this earlier today uh in the preparation for this actually for this uh, podcast and so what are the threats because i saw um interesting thing that um the crypto currency the value has increased dramatically in the past few days and probably it's not a surprise i would say maybe but then the question is why and and possibility is with this crisis because this is as you mentioned a minute ago the ransomware um, after the bitcoin and other cryptocurrency went down for a, for a while the I think it was 50k and went to I don't know like 30 or something. I mean, it's keep changing. Um, so why this will now becoming um, an issue? And so I want you to say something about it because we talked about it and this is your idea. So I want people to hear that idea. Uh, what, what's the what's the connection between this war? and how that will 
as you said, heighten the, the, the security threats, cybersecurity threats? Yeah, so uh, I haven't done a lot of research on this, but uh, I would tend to believe that um, considering uh, the customary financial assets that are currently uh, being frozen uh, across five major international banks, um, those are the assets belonging to the UK, or uh, I'm sorry, to Russia, um, that they are pivoting uh, extraordinarily towards the utilization of uh, crypto, um, which is, you know, the world is pivoting towards crypto nonetheless. But in terms of value, its value is being pumped up because of the fact that they are uh, suffering such a demise in the value of um, traditional uh, monetary means, which is uh, the ruble or cash. Monetary system. Will yeah. all the money goes to all the central banks and through the uh, shared network to exchange numbers, which is money. Exactly. So uh, they're taking a hit on their uh, financial assets, uh, which are being um, held back by all these institutions and uh, held ransom. Held ransom. Yeah, in, in a way, yes, we are holding them ransom for the unfortunate uh, actions that they've taken. Um, so they might have had uh, something to do with uh, propping up the value of crypto. Um, but I would say that uh, I would be very careful to jump in, into crypto if you haven't been in it. And I'm not uh, by any means extending financial advice, but uh, you know, uh, it, crypto could just as easily suffer a, a, an opposite uh, downturn um, if, uh, you know, if the world figures out a way that they're going to impact Russia's ability to utilize crypto as an alternative to cash or rubles. Right. And so you, you mentioned earlier, you said because of the inaccessibility to those financial systems networks, um, Russia now will come to a point that they're going to need to do something about it because they need cash. And I'm sure they are not stupid people over there. And they prepared, they had, uh, you know, months, maybe more than a year to prepare. Mm -hmm. And they got whatever they needed in terms of uh, raw material, funds, probably gold, silver. So it's a hard assets that they can exchange. I know that Russia, China, and um, who is another country that were also looking to build like a, an alternative or oh, in, in Iran yeah. to build um, a, an alternative financial system that will allow them to trade between each other and not to rely on the Western um, financial systems. And so now th that will, will cause something. And, and you said it's going to cause more threats because now they need access to those places. They need access to these funds. So probably they're going to go cyber about it and they're going to launch more ransomware attacks can be one of them. And that will lead to an increase 
in the crypto because how you're going to be paid you're going to be paid by by paying the ransom so i think we, we should we should expect the likelihood is very high that we'll have more ransomware attacks coming and this is something that it's been going on it's not new and you said earlier you said you know the threats are still here you know What's the reason now to jump about cybersecurity? Like we didn't have those threats before this war. A year ago, two years ago, ten years ago, we had, you know, majority the, the same threats. It just escalates in terms of the how many attacks you have per day, and the the successful breaches, successful breaches, and then the amounts of information that are coming out and being leaked. So this is. Um, so what do you have to say in addition? Well, first, before I go into that topic, I just wanted to mention that uh, what, I'm, what I'm reading as of today is that Bitcoin price prices have actually fallen. Oh, um, yeah. Interesting. They have fallen. Uh, okay. And, I, and, and that is, I, I would have expected that uh, more than anything. Um, oh, you would expect that the prices of Bitcoins will go down as they they are now or you would expect that it will go up well, no I, I i think that you know when you have a, a global event like this um the the you're, you're dealing with an impact to global confidence especially as it as it involves the uh, financial investment um uh markets and you know uh, all commodities, well, with, with the exception of those that are now feared to be, you know, in control of certain uh, nefarious parties, like the essential elements that uh, we get from uh, Russia for the manufacture of automobiles and aer uh, aerodynamics and so forth and so on, um, those will become much more expensive. But currency itself is dropping because on the whole, the markets are becoming less um, less reliable on understanding what's going to happen tomorrow, next week, and next month. That typically drives down currencies. But with regard to the impact uh, to uh, businesses around the world, uh, in, especially in any of the NATO countries and the United States, um, I think it's pretty clear that uh, given that uh, Putin is going to have diminished resources, financial resources. Um, he is going to uh, not only enact and enable, but actually demand the um, you know the dark web uh, forces that operate under his cover um, to go out and and uh, manufacture a lot more ransom attacks ransomware attacks um, because he will be the recipient of of those uh, those receipts once they're recovered from the victims. So uh, for every business in the United States and every business in the West associated with NATO uh, specifically, um, I would expect that there is going to be a heightened degree of um, monitoring uh, for low-hanging fruit and attacks uh, and the uh, application of a ransomware um, bill uh, so that Putin can uh, continue to wreak havoc in one sense and in another way attempt to uh, 
sustain himself given the lack of uh, financial resources that have been uh, held back and blocked. Okay, so you're saying that we won't, you don't expect, so what's happening in terms of the prices, um, the value of other currencies, gold and silver, are those going to go up, going to be the same? Gold because has been going up. What? Gold has been going up. And, well, what's going on with the financial markets, like the stock exchange? I know it's last time that I checked was down, going down. Is well, it still the case? It was going down for um, for the weeks or the month leading up to this event. And uh, and and actually, it's, it's amazing that uh, the day of the invasion, uh, the Dow was down 800 plus points before the open and um, actually came back in the green um, in the same day as, as did uh, as did the uh, NASDAQ. The NASDAQ did uh, 477 yesterday, which is an extraordinarily good day for the NASDAQ. So yeah, I'm looking now at the charts and I see on the 24th, I mean, before the 24th, it went down, 23rd, all the way 22nd, actually from the 22nd up to 24th, it was going down, and then around 9.30 a.m., it's starting to go up, uh -huh. and almost the same place before, so all the... Most of them, like Apple, Starbucks, Tesla, Amazon, are all up. Microsoft, S&P 500 is also up. Gold, uh, yeah, it, it suffered. Yeah, well, this is maybe more because of market conditions and other things. But yeah, the 24th shows with the gold falling and a little bit of recovery. So, Yigal, today the Dow Jones is up. 767 at this moment that's extraordinary considering that an event like this would typically have the markets uh howling down right so you know I, i'm not sure that i i can understand why this is unless um the the sentiment is that um in the month leading up to this event, where the market did terribly, uh, they essentially baked into the, the market value, uh, the event itself, they were anticipating the event. I mean, for two weeks, Biden was saying that Russia was definitely going to be invading. So um, I think, you know, the market did suffer several really horrific days uh, based on that news uh, to come back slightly and then drop down again. Uh, but now that the event has occurred, um, uh, and no one thought that they would actually take over the whole country. I mean, I think when they went into the, into that, uh, Eastern part of the country where the separatists live, um, that they would stay there, right. And be happy with that. But uh, the fact that they just breached all the borders on, on all sides and, and actually have troops today, right. In, in Kiev. Um, it hasn't reflected negatively on the market at all. And the market actually has reflected the opposite, uh, better than normal. 
maybe it's not such a great threat to the markets and nobody is really so much concerned about this war and they said okay you know it's happening somewhere very far from us and we in america we don't need to so much to be concerned about it and we can continue with our daily business daily life you know until it doesn't touch you you don't feel anything you you won't say oh i have this threat in my back door i don't need to do anything about this it's not in you know my front front yard now now really i need to take an action well i mean you know the fact that you don't have uh you don't have mortar going off in your neighbor's yard is one thing but the thing is it will affect us i mean uh, biden has said even in his press conference yesterday that you know who said biden no it, it will affect us economically uh you know we do import I believe we import, I think they said, 15 million barrels either wheat. a week or a month. Is, from, is it wheat or rice from Russia? Oh, no, 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 no. We're not importing wheat or rice. No. If anything, they're getting it from us. But, but you know, the, you know, one of the former uh, Clinton uh, officials called Russia uh, just a, a, a huge gas station uh, with a lot of military might because that's their primary export, oil. Mm -hmm. Now... Now, you know, we don't need their oil. If if Mr. Biden decides to allow us to drill and allow us to frack the way we used to, uh, you know, at one point in time during the last administration, the United States became energy, not only energy independent, but the leading exporter of right. oil and gas in the right. world. Yes. Okay? We hadn't done that since the last century. Right. Um, in one year, we are now we've put ourselves ourselves in a subservient position with regard to energy, and that is bad because energy is a critical commodity for national security. Right. So while we don't have to take that oil from uh, from Putin, the Europeans do. Oh, they, they, can, they can do, they can do. Yeah, they're taking their gas and, and oil from, from Russia, specifically Germany and, and, and uh, France. They they didn't say anything. So yeah. they know if they're going to say something, he's going to cut their throats right away. Yeah, and then to go further on the economic impact, you know, as I said earlier, the rare earth minerals that they they have, you know, the, uh, the amount of uranium that they have, um, uh, that we use for the manufacture of cars and aerodynamic uh, uh, planes and ships and so forth and so on, it's it's very important. So if the price is going to go up, inflation is going to go up, right? Cars are going to become extraordinarily more expensive. Uh, any right. other uh, uh, end products utilizing those rare earth materials are going to become more expensive. If they're more expensive to big industry, it will trickle down to the small guy and uh, it will hit everybody in the pocketbook. Me and you. Right. So, so if you want to buy something, <laughs> maybe the outcome of this call is just, okay, if this is the case, let me buy my new car and just set the um, the price for it from now before it's going to go up. And if I need to buy anything else, I better buy it now because it's going to be greater than, I mean, still the prices are still going up. So inflation is already here. It's probably going what going to double after that? Who knows? 
Well, I don't know, doubling, but I, I heard uh, I heard ten percent. You know, it's, it's already ten percent. It's already ten percent. They say Some five seven. Yeah, uh, I think it's going probably going to be more based yeah, on. And, and keep in mind that uh, this is the rate prior to the Fed, um, you know, throttling down inflation supposedly through the use of interest rates. Right. So interest rates will only serve uh, to reduce the market value again. And interest rate rises. It's like kryptonite to the markets. All right. Mm. Historically, that is the the markets do not react well to that, despite what this war is doing to the to the markets today. Um, so that just means it's going to be harder for you and me to finance a car, a boat, a house. You know, if we so choose, um, in the future, and and food, and what about food? Living expenses, well, yeah. Well, you're you're going to maybe maybe a bit luxurious expenses, but let's talk about the common man. I mean, well, I'm just talking about interest rates for now. But you're right. I mean, fuel. The impact uh, uh, on on the cost of fuel is not just on uh, combustible engines. It's on everything, right? The right. the tractors that you know uh, work on the farms to create the uh, all the food goods, right? their costs are going to go up and their costs were already extraordinarily high last year. They're right. going to be higher this year. Um, uh, it's, you know, it's going to be a difficult time. So how, how this, okay. So I understand we'll have that, you know, financial impact in the goods and services. So that might be also causing businesses not to invest in cyber protection you say hey you know I'm, I'm i'm gonna be more conservative since you know my sales are very slowing they're slowing down my expenses are already high and now to add to that all those expenses in addition now so now i need to invest more money i need to get more people i need to get more consulting i need to get all those services from other companies and products maybe i shouldn't maybe should I shouldn't do that because it's I can't survive now. So maybe I'm going to hold back. Well, I mean, if if the price of everything else is going up, right, um, it's going to make the little guy a little bit more concerned about paying for the first time for cybersecurity, where they might have never entertained doing so, doing such, uh, even though you know. If, if no matter what size business you are, if you're dealing with confidential PII, you're dealing with movement of money, uh, sensitive data overall, uh, it, you know, the requirement to um, have control, control gaps covered uh, with malware and monitoring and so forth and so on. Um, it's like a, it's, it's no longer like a nice to have. It's, it's the equivalent of, you know, your electrical bill, right? You must have that in place. If you're right. paying for, for malware on your personal laptop, you sure as heck should be paying for all of the necessary security in your business uh, server or servers um, and endpoints and, uh, you know, your entire um, technical ecosystem. 
Hey, it's not what you want to say. It's not optional anymore, like it used to be, or more nice to have. But this is now a mandatory, and you need to add a little bit, a little bit more security to what you had before. In some cases, maybe you need more than just a little bit. You need to do much more than you did in in the prior years. So, yeah, you know, what we're saying here is that because of the heightened uh, threat uh, that these nation-state-enabled um, ransomware attackers will will be and have uh, in this case with the war going on, you know, all of those businesses are going to be more highly subjected to the possibility of uh, a hack and a ransomware attack. Right, but with, we, we keep saying ransomware, but anything else besides ransomware? out there do you think that will have more so besides ransomware we know that that will increase the, the likelihood that ransomware attacks will will increase you know we know it's going to be higher than the normal right what so else other than that I, I you know i think um at a much higher level right uh going away from the little guy so to speak uh the nato nations and the united states need to ensure that their critical infrastructure is secure because at this point in time, Putin is, has no reason not to try to, you know, cut the electricity or the water in any one of uh, several, one or more uh, large cities in any one of those countries. Uh, right. So, right. you know, but, you know, we already know, Yigal, you and I, that, you know, there are resources and, and uh, efforts uh, to do that. Uh, the question is, you know, is it being done appropriately and properly? This is always the, the case. They may have the ability to do something about it, but maybe just laziness, pure laziness, or, or I don't know, something well, else. Well, I mean, you know, at a uh, at a urban level in the United States or in any country, okay, I, I can't, I wouldn't call it laziness. I would, I'm sure there are people who have been hired and are in place to ensure that critical systems are operating um, with as few control gaps as possible. Now, you know, the problem is, is that you, you and I both know, you know, how many. How many pieces of critical infrastructure is sitting out there that is beyond its serviceable date, right? And and they don't have the money or they don't have the means. So there is some kind of a conflict in their system where they cannot make that change to upgrade until right. a certain a certain uh, amount conditions of conditions met. Conditions yes. met. Right. So, you know, then you're stuck between a rock and a hard place and you're sitting there and you're basically praying then nothing happens. Like behind me, the duck, the sitting duck. <laughs> right. That's why it's here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. All those, all those, uh, the people who are in that situation are literally sitting ducks. They are. So you mentioned um, ICS, industrial control systems, which is translated to grid. No electric grid, gas supply, 
like what happened with the colonial uh, pipeline uh-huh. and you need to put the money out there you need to put all the efforts in order to do that but also as me as a personal person i'll go now and buy gas and i'll have some cash at hand just in case no this is your preparedness that i know i, I do it myself i have water i have extra water in case i need water i mean everybody should do that regardless of this uh, um a war there you need to have some some sort of um backups in place and have some some preparation of the preparedness as we like to say so we have ransomware we have threats to the uh critical infrastructure in general probably we'll have see more um the data leakage right those information will be out there bigger companies maybe supply chain companies like microsoft they have a lot of information out there they're probably going to be prime target uh-huh. and probably google also they're going to be all those cloud services yeah they are, they, they, they're going to be because other companies are de- dependent on on for instance amazon aws a lot of companies are using aws if they are being impacted all those companies that are using those services to provide other services for us for instance they will suffer from it so everybody will get will get something will suffer from it to some extent yeah maybe more yeah and think about this you go um it's it's not now whether or not uh you know they need to go through an effort to attack us You know, if you recall um, the solar winds uh, attack, right? There are 30,000 systems in the United States that were penetrated. Uh, and I'm just pointing out that one. Okay, so think about all the others that have occurred to Sarah since and others before. How many logic bombs, how many, how many um, tools are sitting inside of this? backdoors yeah right waiting well, for for do... for an income for income message okay wake up get going you're talking yes. about the botnet that's right. what you're saying about right. activating yeah. activating um uh the ability to wreak havoc because they've already inserted it in the back end of our systems yes they're waiting there silent until something will will um when the case is needed and then they will be activated so we're coming to I think almost to the end of this uh, podcast and just to go roughly what SMBs sh- should do I mean I covered a little bit uh, yesterday uh what do you think well what the, the those SMBs should be doing right now what should they go and get going right now uh it- If it were my business that I would bring someone in like yourself and I would immediately provide uh, information with regard to uh, what you need to know you know what I do how how do I do it where do I do it right provide you with my topology and then get an information security as IT assessment done of my business ecosystem immediately to identify any gaps in the my systems 
and right. and hopefully you don't have too many um and if you hopefully. do have a few you will sit down with yagal and you will prioritize with my team done first with your team right i'm not Priority. the only one in the team yes you're also in the team yes. uh so um anything else you want to add so I just got uh, and, uh you know i mean that you asked me what what should you know the business owner do first and foremost and if you haven't done anything that's what i would do yeah like asking when was the last time that you did risk assessment or when was the last time that you checked your backups so one of the methods are to protect from those cyber threats is to have a good backup system and when was the last time that you did a, a drill did you try to restore the entire system let's say you're backing yeah. up the server or servers as you said to the cloud how long is going to take you to restore that data from the cloud probably days and weeks but with a rush to the cloud you tend to forget those you don't see those things and and also talking about backups also ransomware they are looking for backups specifically and they're going to try to encrypt those backups so it's not enough that you have a backup on the cloud you need to have backup on site but not only on site because you want a fast recovery in case of a disaster because until so let's say if you need few files from the cloud it's fine but if you need the entire system you're not going to wait weeks until everything will be downloaded and, yeah. and implemented it's going to take so the other alternative is to have backup on site but then when you bring the backup on site as well you'll have another issue because the, those backups are going to be a target so now you need to isolate them from your existing network and if you want, want to know more about this you can contact me i'll tell you um so with the backups okay what else we need to increase visibility to make sure that everything has been monitored logs have been turned on you get all the events to a central place you do correlation any small events that pop up on your screen should be reported even if it's been blocked you need to see what's going on because that will give you an indication of something that it's going on already on the network but you you know because it's a lower alert you won't do anything say okay it's it's nothing it's it's already was blocked but maybe it's a sign for for something that took to come up later on so you need to be prepared for it um to make sure that everything everything is being updated to the latest version that's what we are being doing even before that event we'll keep pushing our customers to make sure that all the sensors all the input sensors are protected up to date but also the operating system we keep pushing our customers to update the systems this is goes very um long way in order to protect system from known vulnerabilities but maybe sometimes also from zero day depends and change access rights remove access rights remove unused accounts if you have accounts user accounts that are stale accounts that are not been used for months just delete them if you need them disable the account doesn't help you have cloud services make sure you enable MFA 
multi-factor authentication, change password, don't use the same password all over the place. Doesn't make any sense. I know it's easy. Sometimes I do this mistake also. So keep changing the passwords. And I guess be safe and pray to God. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, there are, as you know, we've been talking about how the industry has been utilizing uh, a lot of artificial intelligence and machine learning capability uh, right. and various different tools that uh, really allow you to achieve a zero day kind of um, scenario. Um, so, for instance, um, with regard to phishing, um, if you are afraid that one of your employees might accidentally, um, uh, you know, respond to a, a, a phishing email that has a, a payload inside of a, a, a clickable uh, URL that they're going to click. Um, you know, there are now uh, ways and means in which to uh, connect to uh, systems which will um, segregate that that potential liability from your network um, and and identify it uh, before it actually um, hits your domain controller or hits your hits your network and then uh, they're able to find all of your passwords and then they can really do a lot of damage. So that's just one example how that you know and, and that's probably going to cost you a little bit more money, right? But you know <laughs> because you and I know that 70% of all hacks and ransomware attacks start that way. Um, I would say that that should be a very worthy uh, candidate for some additional spending. Uh, but it's up to you, the business owner, and depending on what you have behind that. Um, if, if you're operating in cloud, like you gal said, you got to have multi-factor. You need to have multi-factor no matter what and everything. But don't forget, multi-factor has been compromised. Exactly. So, you know, if you have really sensitive stuff uh, or stuff that, you know, is a little bit higher on the food chain uh, in terms of what the, the bad guys might want be wanting to go after, then you might want to think twice about um, some um, more sophisticated methods of intelligence Bye. intelligence tools that will help you to find if you are if you'll be the next target well yeah that no what i was referring to was you know uh either uh, uh, biometric um multi-factor authentication oh or, okay you're talking about okay. authentication authentication yeah, okay. behavioral uh, methods uh to substitute for static uh, mfa right. um so you know there are there are things in the pipeline that are better than you think, uh, that are not well advertised, and there are things in the pipeline on the way that are going to make things uh, more easier to manage from a business perspective. But again, it's going to cost money. But think of it this way: you know, it's what's the alternative? Yeah, right. Be out of business and and owe tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of. of value in bitcoin to a bad guy you know it's... well the, the, that's that's one key and then one aspect so the cost to pay for the ransom in order to retrieve the data to decrypt the data but also reputational damage loss of revenue you know employees are 
not doing anything, they're waiting, waiting, and maybe they went home, but still you need to pay salaries, still you need to call somebody to clean up the mess that you originally made by not doing anything. And, and then probably the authorities will come after you because, hey, you didn't do anything, you didn't do your due diligence, now it's gonna cost you much more. So I think we are coming to the top of the hour um with this uh podcast i hope that uh, everybody um listened will take something to do actually yesterday after um a recording my the episode 27th i sent it not not only posted on on youtube and social media but also i sent it as an as an email and actually one client replied and said Oh, thank you for reminding me that we need to connect the backup that you shipped us a few weeks ago. And yes, I, I did update the framework, although I sent him an email to update the firewall framework. He finally did it. And then he enabled the MFA to his account, deleted some accounts, said, oh, we need, we need to do this and that. What else should we do? I like those customers because they are taking the initiatives and they are willing to do whatever. And then he's asking, okay, what else can we do? This is a perfect. I mean, I love those customers. Even one that saw the yesterday's episode, took it to his heart and did right away what it's needed to be done. So, so hopefully everybody else will do, <laughs> will do such a thing. Hopefully uh, most of your customers uh, won't act just based upon seeing <laughs> your face on a, on a podcast or on a YouTube. Hopefully, you know, they are aware of these things by other means, other alerts. Well, that, that's the issue. They are, you know, they are counting on us to come and say, hey, you know, this is going on and you should be aware, right? They are busy managing their, 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 their business. Whatever it is, if the IT manager still needs to manage the system, the owner, the business owner needs still to look at sales and expenses. But he so what's the point of hiring us? You will hire us in order to help you to see things that you can't see and you don't have the time and you don't have the, the capabilities. You know, anything can, can be in terms of capability, like the, the, um, the knowledge, the expertise, the experience, the process in place, the team, whatever it is, they don't have it. So they're not going to build it from scratch. It's going to cost them a lot. So they're counting on us to come and, and argument whatever they need, they'd still need to do the business, manage the business, but we come and help them to improve over time. Um, anything else you want to add? Um, no, the only other thing I'll say is that um, the CISA of the United States sent out a note yesterday uh, indicating that, um, you know, you would be foolish. She used the word foolish not to uh, get your cybersecurity health and posture in place appropriately. Um, right. So, you know, um, the storm is coming as a result of this uh, Ukrainian skirmish. Uh, well, it's not a skirmish, it's an invasion. Yeah, uh, invasion, yeah. Well, it, we had a pandemic earlier, still is, still with us. And now we have that, that will probably wake up some people um, those events and they will be more proactive than 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 reactive maybe i'd be willing to bet 
if we have this call inside of the next three months, that you will see a large increase in attempts. And obviously with attempts, you're going to have successful um, uh, breaches and compromises. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see it in the numbers. All, always the numbers, they um, tell the story. And the numbers, if they're going to go up, um, we'll see that. Yeah. Okay. Very right. good. Thank you, Steve. Uh, probably going to have another recording maybe next week. Um, I would like you to join. And right. of course, thank you very much for joining and watching. Please share, like, and subscribe. Now you can relax, lean back, enjoy the weekend, and do whatever you like to do with the family, have some meals, have some laughs, listen to some music, relax a little bit, and take care, and we'll see you next week. Thank you. Thanks. Take care. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye.